You're listening to the Poised-ish podcast, where audacity meets duality. Created for the millennial trying to balance who they are in and out of the workplace. I'm your host, Kavana McEnough, and I give you permission to thrive in your 9 to 5 and live life from 5 to 9. Let's get into it. Well, hello, beautiful people. I am back with another podcast episode. I haven't recorded a podcast in so long. I think it's been about a month since I last recorded a podcast. So I'm happy to be back with a highly anticipated topic, saving money, saving your coins. On today's episode... I am going to be sharing tips and tricks that I have used over the course of the last few years to save buku amounts of money. Um, How this really started was I shared my savings goal last year at the beginning of 2018 that I wanted to save $5,000. I believe that's what the original goal was. And... Through the use of a couple of tips and tricks, um, because I was super adamant about getting to my $5,000 goal and really getting serious about purchasing a home, I actually ended up saving $18,000 last year. And of course, when I shared that, everyone was in my DMs like, oh my gosh, how did you do this? Please tell me, I need to know help us out. So that then sparked me starting my website, kavanamackenough.com to really share um, how I'm adulting and just different things that I've learned along the way as I continue to navigate this thing called life and doing it in a way that I feel like is not only beneficial to me, but also to those around me And you all know that I am really big on sharing information. I'm not one of those people who hoard or hold on to information because um, it just makes no sense. When you know something, the point of knowing it and coming up on some info is to share and empower your other brothers and sisters to make better life choices and, and live their best lives as well. So I do have a couple of tips and tricks that I have used that have worked for me that I want to share with you guys. Of course, as always, with any information that I share, take what you need, leave what you don't. You can use all of these tips and tricks at one time. You can just use some. You can start small. Really, it's up to you. I'm just here to share the information. The first trick that I used in reaching my $18,000 goal was I implemented the 50-30-20 rule. Um, If you don't know what that is, I've already written a blog that outlines exactly what the 50-30-20 rule is and how I use it. And I'll drop the link in my um, 
in the description box so that you can go ahead and read up on that. But essentially, the 50-30-20 rule was extremely beneficial for me in that it helps determine whether or not you are living above your means. In my case, I was living below my means, which is where you want to be. But for those of you who don't really know where you are, um, it's a great way to see if you are living above your means and then use some other tips or some other tricks to, to start living below your means. So that's the first thing. The second thing that helped me was living on a cash budget. So many of us are so used to and so quick to swipe a card. And the reality is when you swiping and swiping and swiping, you don't really know what's coming out, what's staying in, where your money is going, that type of thing. We're just not, we just don't pay attention to it as much when it's as easy as swiping a card. And that can be a debit card or a credit card. Credit cards are, are powerful things that... I'll talk about at some other point, another story for another day, but they can also be extremely dangerous in that we just swipe and swipe and swipe. So moving to a cash budget really helped me become even more disciplined with my money. How I use it is every time I get paid, I take out a certain amount of money um, from the ATM. Yes, I literally every payday, drive to an ATM and take out anywhere between 150 to $250. And I use that money for anything outside of regular, regular, everyday expenses. Um, so anything from getting my nails done to going out to eat with my friends to buying this little dress from H&M, whatever that is, that all comes out of my cash budget because those are not necessarily things that I have to have. Those are not needs. All of those things that I've described are wants. So what the cash budget does is when it's done, it's done. Like it's a wrap. There is no more, I'm just gonna swipe my debit card or I'm just going to go back to the ATM and see if there's anything else in my bank account for me to take out. It really is. I have $200 that need to last two weeks. So that means I need to spend only on things that are absolutely necessary or that I have the money for. If I blow through the $200 in a week, Oh, well, too bad, too sad. Ain't no more where that came from. It really, really helps with discipline. The other thing that I do with my cash budget, which gets me to number three, is I save every $5 bill as well as all of the coins that I come in contact with. Now, this will take your savings to a whole nother level. So if you feel like this is something that you are not ready for yet, by all means, like I said, don't do it. Only take what you need and what you feel like you can handle. With my cash budget, anytime I get a $5 bill back in change or coins, I put them in, I have a little piggy bank and I put them in there. And you would be amazed at how much those um, 
$5 bills and those coins eventually add up to. I think by the end of 2018, after I had been using my $5 bill strictly towards travel, I had maybe about $108 and some change left over, which was pretty cool. That was outside of an actual savings account. That was just in my, um, my piggy bank. It's really something that has worked for me. The only thing about doing that is I find myself getting annoyed every time somebody gives me change back in $5 bills. Like, you know, when, when let's say, for example, your change comes up to $15 and some cents and they give you three $5 bills. Like, I literally am tempted every time to be like, can you give me a $10 bill? Like, because what you don't know is now I got to put all three of these $5 bills in my savings and my, um piggy bank when really I should have only had to put one five dollar bill in there like come on and they get me every single time like all the time sometimes I even found myself like can I get my change back in singles because I just feel like you about to give me all fives and then I'm gonna be upset because I should have at least had some kind of spending money left out of that like you literally just left me with with nothing so there's pros and there's cons if you're someone who really doesn't care, then it will work for you. It does work for me. It just, I feel a little, I feel some type of way every single time I feel like I shouldn't have got that many fives. You know what I'm saying? But that's neither here or there. It's something that does work. But in order for it to work, you do need cash. So that would mean that you would have to move to a cash budget instead of a swipe budget. Number four. Another saving um, trick that has worked for me is I put aside $100 every single week out of my bank account and give it to an accountability partner. Now, of course, this accountability partner is someone who I trust tremendously. Don't be out here giving your money to any and everybody because Ray Ray and them will take your money, okay? Really ensure that it is someone who you trust and would be a good steward over your money. This individual is a family friend. Um, she's actually my mom's really good friends. And she actually works in the finance industry is insanely good with money has taught me a lot about money and when I give her my hundred dollars a week she literally puts it aside in um, I believe either in an envelope or a separate bank account and it sits there up until I get to about $4,200 or something like that she keeps it for a certain time frame and then um, once that time frame is up, she gives me back the lump sum um, of, of what I gave her. So it really helps in that there's someone else being a steward over your money. But the biggest piece of it is it's not money that that's easily accessible. So if I wanted my $100 back, it's not something that I could easily just transfer from my savings account back to my check-ins account or I could just go to the ATM and pull out. She don't even live in the same state. So it really helps in ensuring that um, once that money is gone, like it's real life gone until that time frame comes. 
And I really don't miss it. Like, I really don't think about it. I send it to her every um, every week, like clockwork. And I don't miss it. It's not even something that I think about because the reality is I don't see it. And what you don't see, you don't really remember. Number five wasn't something that I did last year, but I did the year before. So in 2017, I did the $2 every week for a year challenge. That sounds kind of confusing, so let me break that down a little bit. It's really just saving a certain amount of money in $2 increments every single week for 52 weeks. So you start with the first week of the year putting aside $2. Then the second week, you put aside $4. And the third week, $6. And so forth, so forth, so forth. Until by the time you get to your 52 weeks, you would have saved a little bit over $2,700. And that's literally how simple and how easy it was to save $2,700 just every week. It's like, who for the most part working living below their means doesn't have two dollars this week to put aside or four dollars this week because the reality is we spend more than that on soda at the at the gas station like two dollars is 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 almost like chump change in terms of everything else that you that you're spending your money on and so two dollars additional every week for 52 weeks it really only gets difficult when you get to like the hundreds it's like ooh, how to save 125 dollars this you know 124 dollars this week and the next week it's 126 dollars or whatever like that's when it gets a little bit more difficult but it's pretty easy and pretty simple and so that particular year i think that was 2017 that was really the only type of saving that I was doing. So for someone who's just starting out saving and and isn't really like a a super saver, I guess, um, or just wants to get their feet wet with saving more money and, and testing their discipline, I would definitely recommend starting with the $2 challenge and seeing how long you stick to it. So now that I've given you a couple of tricks, that I've used to save money. Here are two tips that I did um, that I would highly recommend to anyone really looking to save some serious cash. The first thing is I literally last year, at the beginning of last year, unsubscribed to over, I think, a hundred and something retail stores. It was insane. Like, I had subscriptions to retail stores that I probably only bought one or two things from. But for me, I had to get rid of practically all of them because I am that person that you put sale on anything and I'm like, hold up, I got to look into it because I'm saving some coins. That's a discount, which means I'm not paying the full price, which means that it's worth looking into. And now that I don't have the email marketing coming to me, letting me know every time it's a sale or it's in the final hours or X, Y, Z, I'm not thinking about those stores and I'm not thinking about buying what I don't need because all it does is 
makes me feel like I need this candle from Bath and Body Works for $12.95 when I have five other candles in my bathroom that has yet to be cranked open. That's what email marketing is, of course, intended to do. And once I realized that that's what it was doing for me and I was literally buying shit that I didn't need, just, oh, I might use this one day or I know I'm going to use this um, or need this in the next three months. So while it's on sale, I'm just going to buy it now. And unsubscribing to all of those retail stores, when I say helped me save so much money because I just wasn't spending money just because anymore. I wasn't spending money on things that I thought I might need three months from then. Instead, I was buying things when I needed it. If I needed a new candle, I would go to Bath and Body Works and buy that new candle. Or if I knew that I was running low on candles and I only had one more left and just so happened to hear about a sale that they were having, then I would go to Bath and Body Works and buy one two max candles as opposed to coming out with a bag full of candles like to last me for another six months unsubscribing from retail stores really helped me and it also helped my emails i mean my emails used to be insane with all those retail stores and extremely overwhelming and i'm one of those anal people that like to see my inbox cleared so it really drove me crazy so that helped as well with my OCD. Another tip that I would tell anybody because if you are a giver, this is probably where a good bit of your coins go to. Something that my mom taught me a long time ago was only give what you are okay not getting back. I have gotten DMs from so many people around, I am trying to save money, but how do I say no to giving to people in need or giving to individuals who are consistently asking me to borrow money, but I'm not necessarily getting it back and it's putting me in a bind? And my response to that is exactly what my mom taught me. Only give what you're okay not getting back. And what that means is, if someone comes to you and gives you their story and asks you for $50, for example, you know, I'm having a hard time. I really need to, I'm, I'm really having a hard time paying my bills and I'm put in a bind or I just lost my job and I really need $50 to pay my utility bill. And you take a look at your budget and you don't necessarily have $50 to give. Like if you get $50, you will then be placed in a bind. But you got $20 or you could give $30. And I'm here to let you know that that's okay. Not having the full $50 or not giving the full $50 because then that puts you in a bind but only given the $30 that you can is okay. Because the reality is that person is going to find someone else to ask that remaining $20 for. You are not the only person more than likely that they've reached out to to ask for this money. They've had backup plans around if this person say no or ignore my phone call or act like they didn't see my text message, who am I going to go to next? So you want to 
give what you're okay not getting back. Because also on top of that, when you give what you are expecting to get back in return and they don't give it back to you or they don't give it back to you in a timely fashion, then you find yourself watching their spending. Like Shorty knows she owe me $50 and I just seen her post that she getting her nails done. I am confused. And that's the type of energy that you don't need. Like you don't need to be out here stressed out about money that people owe you when in reality you shouldn't have given it in the first place if you ain't have it to give. You was only having it to lend. And so again, give only what you're okay with not getting back. Somebody asked for $50 and all you could give is five, kindly let them know. I got five on it. And that's it. That's a wrap. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast episode. That was really it. Those were some of the tips and tricks that I have that are pretty basic that I use either by themselves or in combination that really helped with me getting to my $5,000 goal and eventually hitting $18,000 last year. I would love to know which, which one of them you actually used or are using. So let me know in the comments. If you are new to Poised-ish, the podcast, make sure that you like, you rate, and of course, subscribe. I will be recording a lot more episodes, hopefully, and getting them edited and pushed out to you guys a lot quicker than I did this time around. But I know that this was a highly anticipated podcast. So I wanted to make sure that I got it to you. Everyone kept asking about this episode. When is it coming? When is it coming? So I had to finally sit down on a Friday night and make some time to record it for you guys. So again, I hope you enjoyed it. Until next time.